0: This episode of MBSing is sponsored by Backblaze Online Backup, a simple way to back up all your movies, photos, music, videos, and other data for just five bucks a month. You can access all your data online from wherever you are. Try it absolutely free by going to backblaze.com/cpc. Welcome to MBSing. I'm your host, Mary Beth Smith. My guest today is my friend Charles Pettit, and he talks to me about his love of his hometown of Shreveport, Louisiana. I learned so much about the history of the city and kind of its more recent history and politics, and definitely a ton about Charles's personal history with the city and that of his family going a, a few generations back there. I was definitely thrilled to see all these pieces kind of fall into place about his personality and uh, what he brings to comedy and what brought him to Chicago in the first place and how it was to leave his hometown uh, to kind of strike out for bigger cities and more opportunities uh, outside of a place he loves so much, but also felt a kind of constant need to escape and kind of still feels a a need to escape in a decent amount of ways. It's a great conversation. I'm thrilled to share it with you. I would also recommend that you listen to a fellow Chicago podcast co-op show called The Koch Brothers Mystery Show. Charles was the announcer for this show for a long time and just put in some hilarious voice work. I really am a big fan of Uh, that show in general and it's not too much to consume so if you're looking for a, a small amount of podcast content to take in might I recommend the Koch Brothers Mystery Show if you would like to see a live show You can see the Fishbowl at the Annoyance Theater every Thursday night at 930 here in Chicago. If you are a student of any kind, but specifically of improv, you can put your student ID into our Fishbowl and get an opportunity to play with people uh, of the nature of Charles, like veterans of the theater and uh, teachers there and performers who have more experience in general than that of someone who is an improv student. It's a great opportunity for everyone involved. My team, Sight Unseen, closes out the night. If you'd like to see a live show of a different variety, I would encourage you to check out this month's episode of Your Stories. It's a live taping, as it is each third Sunday of the month, from the Nerdlogs. This month's installment is this Sunday at 3 o'clock at 826 Chai, which is at 1276 North Milwaukee? And if you're not familiar with 826 Chai, it's a nonprofit org that's dedicated to students, uh, helping them to develop creative writing skills and to helping teachers to inspire their students to write as well. So it's a great cause. It's a wonderful lineup of speakers, including a number of people who have been guests on this show before. And they'll also be reading some selections from students who uh, are frequenters of 826 chai. I've read some of those pieces and wow, it's uh, stunning how heartfelt some of them are, to be coming from such young people. So I encourage you to be bolstered by this uh, creative youth uh, project and come check out some stories this Sunday, January 21st at 3 p.m. Thank you so much for listening to this conversation. Enjoy the show. It's funny that you used timbre specifically mm-hmm. because my first class – in Chicago at annoyance with Sean Cusick there was this mm-hmm. woman in the class who was like the one older woman in her class
1: heard of them? yeah
0: <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> and uh, she brought like a SAG notebook or something like that to take notes in or, uh, or actors equity or something Come and on. so she was just like trying to show off even though she was the one who looked the silliest because <laughs> she was in a class with like 20 and 30 year olds <laughs> And on the first day of class, I introduced myself. First of all, when the instructor, Sean, in- introduced himself, she said something to the effect of, like, well, I know you went to Tufts. And he was like, y- yes, because it's, like, in his annoyance bio. bio. <sighs> How do your parents feel about where you ended up? Like, questioning the fact that he was teaching her improv in the first moments of the class. <laughs> What kind
1: of fucking psycho. She was. What? I mean, what a fucking
0: asshole. Um, That is, like, so mean. I was stunned. Like, I was truly stunned. I was just like, is this what this whole thing is going to, this was literally the first day of my first class. And he walks in the room and she, Mm -hmm. like, questions what he's doing, what any of us are doing there. And I was. I was like wildly put off, (laughs) and so we like go around and we're all introducing ourselves. And after I introduce myself, she's like, "Ooh, you have such a husky timber. You should really get into voice work." (laughs) And so I've never been able to forget the phrase (laughs) "husky Husky timber." Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, uh, I got one of those too. So
0: (laughs) so get ready for these two down home timbers (laughs) in your ears for the next. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: That's what this is going to be.
0: Boom, boom, baby. <laughs>
1: um, That is really great. I
0: knew that you would appreciate that <laughs> and that it would be a, a good one to get us going here. <laughs> and, you know, like over the course, of course she never took a note from him. Of course not. Of course I do not think she continued with any other classes at Annoyance. Of course not. Of course she like made sure that we all knew that she had done other professional voiceover work and acting work in the past. Oh, fucking. It was just mm. like wow, that's how sad a person can get. Yeah. I'm going to spend
1: I'm going to spend a couple hundred dollars to show my dominance over a room of people half my age. Yeah. I mean, what's what's crazy to me is that you know there's someone that was crazier than her. Oh, like that Sean would go on to teach the next like week or something. That's you know a what really I mean? good point. Like that's he's probably like, okay, here, we got one. Yeah, we did good. We got one psycho. <laughs> Great. I can I, I can only <laughs> go home and pray to you know whatever his thing is that's holy to him. Right. That, Th- thank one you. One in every class. <laughs> yeah. I just want one. There's Nick Reese was telling me and Julia's story uh, when we were in California. He's auditing the Herald auditions for iOS one day. And the guy who's running it, I can't remember what his name was. You know, he was, I don't think he was like the abuser guy. I think he was like one of the guys who helped transition that. When, like, Stuff.
0: Colleen took over and such.
1: Yeah, I think he was like, oh, this is, we'll p- the good guy until we get, like, a woman to run this gotcha. thing. And he was, the, like, all these people walked in the classroom. And before they come in, uh, the guy was turned around to the auditors and he was like, I got a special treat for you. And they're like, what the, what the fuck? All the people come in. And they're like, uh, the suggestion for your montage will be Obama. And there were, like, nine or 11 people or something like that. I choose those numbers specifically because— I was wondering if you did that on purpose. Um, Nick said it was all, like, racist, like, like fucking minstrel impressions and, like, everything was—like, everyone had a gun, like— it was all the worst things you could do, and, and everyone in the room was, like, shocked until Nick finally realized, like, oh, he, he put all the psychos
0: in one in audition, one audition group,
1: so that nobody else had the psychos. Purposefully
0: he purposefully gave them a Obama. wild suggestion. <laughs> Gives them a bomb, which, like,
1: he, yeah, oh, somebody could come up and do God. an Obama impression. Sure. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, someone can be a president. Also fine, right? These people were like, we're not going to be able to handle that. Just horrible caricatures of like racial stereotypes <laughs> uh, and like birther shit. <laughs> like, oh my god! And
0: Reese like, just like Whoa. dropped a bomb and walked away. <laughs> and
1: I think the guy was just like sitting <laughs> yeah. in the back, like, oh, of course, we'll let you know. You
0: right. know, like. <laughs> that's such a good cap for it too. It's, uh, oh my god! Well, man. You know what? More power to them for putting all those people in the same I know, audition I know. slot. That's the biggest thing I take away from that story. It's like, that is wild. Good for them for getting it all out of the way at yeah. once. Uh, my guest today is one Charles Pettit. Hello. And A.K.A. Chuck. You seem like a Charles Pettit professionally.
1: Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to change that, but... For me, it was in college at Georgia Tech when uh, I would introduce myself to people. I knew how they knew me because when I was drunk, e- I was Chuck. H- and so when I was sober and in class, I was Charles. And so when someone would be like, hey, it's Chuck. And someone would be like, no, it's not. It's Charles. I'd be like, okay. Uh, hey, guys. it's I'll see you, <laughs> <Yes.
0: laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> That's very, very God. funny.
1: Ugh. Um,
0: Did I, you go by Charles, like, all through as a kid? Oh, yeah. Okay.
1: Yes. My grandfather's name was Charles Clark, so I was named after him. So he was always a Charles. There were there were never Charlies. There were never Chaz. That's very Chase. funny. I was Chucky in Little League for, like, one segment of people. Chucky's a bad one. It was It was like a... Right around the time Rugrats was huge. Yes, of course it was. And so I was like, I don't want to be the Chucky. I want to be the Tommy, you you know? know,
0: Yes, of course. Yes. Who wants to see? I was the Chucky. But, I mean, I grew up in South Carolina. Mm -hmm. And my best friend's name was Mary Helen.
1: Yeah. and I I knew Mary Helen in school. Yeah.
0: And I, I went. And the biggest thing that came along with that was when people found out, like, how close we were, they would say, are you sister's? And my response would be like, that's not how names work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y'all got the same first name, so it's like with me and my brothers, we got the same last name. Yeah.
1: That is...
0: Can cannot tell you how frequently I got that some... when I was growing up with her? <laughs>
1: it's that Carolina logic right And we there.
0: didn't look... Anything? Like. Of course not. Our, my dad called us Burton Ernie. Like we were like tall and skinny and short and fat. Like it was no, there was no mistaking that we were not related to one another. Mm-hmm. And people still, oh, sisters must be sisters. <laughs> Sometimes cousins. What? <laughs> See the thing
1: is though, with like Mary Beth, like it's a two, it's a two name. Yeah. It, it's not in my mind. It's not like. It's you don't have like three names. Mm-hmm. You don't have Mary Beth Smith.
0: Oh, I like that.
1: Uh, you have two names because you know? that's how I think of it as well. Yeah, like Mary Beth and Smith, right? Mm-hmm. For me, I feel like because I always through whatever weird OCD shit I have would on Facebook, I'm like full name. Yeah, Charles I gotta Clark. go Charles Clark Pettit. Also, my grandfather's name Charles Clark. It's it's an important those two names, and then the last one is kind of mine, right? Um, and then. As I get older, I'm like realizing, oh, the only people that really go by three names are fucking serial killers and assassins. Like that's John Wayne Gacy and John Wilkes Booth. Like these are like, those are three name guys. I'm a fucking, I'm in league with those people. Uh, And then I, Somebody brought it up to me too, and I was just like, "God, maybe I am. Maybe I'm just like one bad day away." I don't. Oh my God. I, I'm kidding. It's of course, yeah, of course, yes, of course. I would never. That is
0: a hilarious realization. God, just
1: like a fucking, <laughs> like a, a presidential assassin, like a serial killer. I go by all three. Um. So I think I'm gonna try and. I think I might. Chuck is. Chuck is more approachable mm-hmm. and you know charles charles is very it's it's very fancy and um i think i always went by that for my obvious family reasons but also because i was constantly fighting against the regressive southern pull
0: interesting
1: which is to like not drive a truck like I don't. I never wanted to drive a truck. I hated that. I'd, like, why would you? Like the gas mileage is terrible. I'm never hauling stuff. I'm. I don't have tools. If you don't have a reason to, it's purely irresponsible. It is. And so, so yeah. So the, that and inconvenient on top of that. But I can't shake it. It's not like you know. Like I still.
0: Yeah. I mean, we're here. We're gonna sit here and talk about like your southern roots. Yeah. So it's like obviously you don't totally want to be dissociated from it
1: well and i like struggle with that identity too because it's like if i don't have that then i'm like just straight up out of the like white glue factory for like they hit mail and shove me out and i'm you know
0: i very much i like sports
1: tonight. and cooking steaks and i know uh what's going on in the weather you know like that i i have nothing if i have <laughs> no. I'm literally the most boring fucking guy.
0: Uh, were you born in Louisiana? Is yes. That like, is your origin of knowledge of Shreveport all based in physically being placed there?
1: Absolutely. So, my uh, lottery in life was being born A, <laughs> and then B, uh, being born in, in Shreveport. Uh, I was born at Christus Schumpert Hospital. Right next to Shriners, we have a Shriners Hospital, and that's right next to the LSU and Shreveport Medical School. So there's two med schools in Shreveport, or excuse me, in Louisiana, uh, in the Louisiana State University system. Uh, One of them in New Orleans and one of them in Shreveport. Uh, And Shreveport, like that's one of the probably the biggest areas of – where people get their money, the demographics, like, there's a lot of doctors, there's a lot of doctors teaching doctors. Uh, the That's awesome. Health services is huge.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, you can't ask for a better thing to be, like, known for, really. <laughs> well, the, it,
1: so it's like, the origin was Captain Henry Miller Shreve, a, a steamboat captain, clearing the Red River to, uh, it, and it's right where the Red River met the Texas Trail, uh, there was it was dammed up, a lot of beavers and stuff, and he built a steamboat that cleared logs out of the way.
0: Holy shit.
1: And cleared the river. Wow. And in the eighteen uh sixties or no excuse me. No, eighteen thirties. Um and uh and then they built the town. Um and then from there it was, you know, as with any city in the south, had some ties to the Civil War. It was the capital of Louisiana for a little bit after they, the Union Army, had taken over, um, and then Jefferson Davis was planning to flee after the surrender to Shreveport, but he got caught in Georgia somewhere um, from like Virginia. So he like wow. got pretty I was far.
0: Almost,
1: (laughs) he he, he almost got away,
0: Uh,
1: but we got him. (laughs) And uh, and so Shreveport, so it like you know transitioned in during the Reconstruction years to uh, more more farming, but also um, eventually the oil boom kind of spilled over from Texas. Interesting, which was huge.
0: You still like associate Shreveport with like the Gulf and. Well, that's what's crazy is it's so far north. Really?
1: That it is, it's twenty 22 miles east of the Texas border, 35 miles south of the Arkansas border. Jesus. So in the boot, uh, it's it's up here. Oh. And then, like, so New or- all the fun stuff. Right. New Orleans and Baton Rouge and Lafayette, all of it's down here. It's in, like, here. the foot of the boot,
0: basically. Right, and I'm high ankle. Um, but they still, the oil is still, like... Far enough, it's all similar land, I guess. At that point,
1: yeah, and and so it's you know it spilled over from Texas, and the there's actually a, a city in Caddo Parish. So Louisiana is the only state in the union that uses parishes, right? Instead of counties. Um. Anyway, so Shreveport, so it had the oil boom. There's a, a town called Oil City that was in North Caddo Parish. Uh, that once the oil dried up, they they like everyone moved out of these towns and moved away to where the jobs were. Like my grandparents, Patsy Kent and, uh, Bobby Eugene Pettit senior were raised in Vivian and Rodessa. And it is at the time when they were kids during the boom, um, there was like fifty to 70,000 people that lived in these cities. Jesus. Two movie theaters. It was huge. That is huge. It was enormous. Jesus. And then in a matter of years. Nobody. Everything dried up. Everyone moved out. These, these towns now have, and this is in like, you know, the 30s and 40s, I guess, or maybe even like 50s and 60s. Mm-hmm. Um, these towns now have like 100, 400 people. I mean, it's it's wow. almost nothing.
0: They're like very very small towns,
1: very small. So
0: they probably only exist because of that boon, and they just like never got back to being there. Absolutely. Wow. I Interesting. mean, it, yeah,
1: it could have been like a just a gated community, you know, or like somebody's ranch land,
0: right, right. But,
1: but now they have these like weird old dead dilapidated main streets that with like the one stop sign that maybe they had to turn off. Fuck. Um,
0: and it just never. It never came back. No, that it never came so back. That is so weird.
1: So my grandfather, Bobby Eugene Pettit Jr., or excuse me, Sr., his dad's name was Arkansas Pettit Jr. So that's my great-grandfather. There were two. There were two. <laughs> and the old one, so my great-great, was Arkansas Pettit Sr. They called him Ark- they called his son Cans. Cances.
0: Oh, just Can, Cans. Just
1: Cans. Which is like, <laughs> I, I mean, like, what? What was his life? My dad would describe him, Grandpa Pettit, as a man who would eat one onion, one raw onion at every meal.
0: Good Lord.
1: Which, how did he kiss his wife, Grandma Pettit? I don't know.
0: How did all of his clothes not stink like it?
1: They were onion farmers. <laughs> they were onion farm. He would have an uh, onion that cut up raw onion on ice to take the sting out of it, and he would eat one of those at every single meal.
0: Fuck! Were they at least, like, Vidalia's? Like, was it sweet?
1: I think they were sweet, but I don't know. I think yeah. they may have been yellow fucking onions.
0: Jesus Christ. A- and every orifice of his body stank. I'm convinced.
1: They would drink coffee at 5 p.m. every night before bed, which is another thing where I'm like, what fucking life did they live that like they needed a full cup of coffee to like get them from the table to the
0: bed? That's wild. If I drink coffee at four p.m., I don't go to sleep until like three o'clock in the morning. Yeah,
1: there's no way. And uh, maybe it wasn't as strong or whatever. but right, They woke still. up at four every morning and went hard as fuck until you know the sun went down and they were they were done. Damn, um, that is.
0: Wild, Yeah. That you're like just barely removed from that really. Yeah. Well,
1: and so – and the reason why I wanted to talk about Shreveport is because, you know, that's where I'm from. But also – so the Pettits landed in Jamestown. They were like – they were some of the people that came in through Virginia in the 1700s uh they landed they were like we're going to go find gold in the new world they marched west for california and they got to arkansas and they're like this is far enough this is good we got it uh and that's where they set up shop for like several you know hundred years generations yeah uh many many generations and then um and then eventually my great grandfather you know was arkansas was like well, the only way you make money in the world is by being in the oil business. So, like, that was... He, like,
0: moved farther south.
1: Yeah, they... I mean, you know, he he worked in and around that area in any rig that he could do, any, you know, roustabout work that he could, and that was, like, his goal. Um, And Shreveport... So, once the oil dried up, Shreveport kind of became the hub of all of that oil money because it was the big city. And then... um, when the town started to become like dilapidated and corrupt, because a uh, Capone would drive down
0: no and shit. sell
1: liquor in Shreveport. Jesus! And he had Capone would would go literally, I mean, straight down from Chicago, which is incredible. Uh, yeah,
0: like that's a long drive now. <laughs> yes.
1: Oh, absolutely! <laughs> like, I, what the fuck was he
0: doing? <laughs> that is a long drive.
1: So he would he would bootleg, and in the eighties. Shreveport was the second most corrupt city in America.
0: Like these eighties, the ones crime. you were like born into.
1: Yes, Jesus. The most organized crime. Wow. And it wasn't that big. This is we're talking like no one hundred fifty thousand people, maybe uh, maybe like three hundred thousand in the metro area. Wow. And yeah. it's like the fucking mob ran the the town. And Damn. The mob, which, you know, this is all very hearsay <laughs> stuff, but sure. uh, the casinos moved in. So wow. Louis, Louisiana legalized riverboat casinos.
0: Oh my God. And, I didn't even consider that they could be on boats. <laughs> so here's the thing.
1: The riverboat casinos are not like, let's hop on the boat and then we'll cruise around and gamble for a while. These fucking things are cemented to the riverbed. They're never going to move. But they technically have to have a captain on board at all time. That captain was the fucking guy that had shots the that would just walk her. He's the party captain. It was it. was They're never going to move. But because they're legally considered on water, they are allowed to gamble and sell booze and they have hotels that are not on the water but just off so you like walk across the ramp and you're in the boat area jesus and it's technically closer to drive from dallas to our riverboat casinos than it is to go up to oklahoma to the reservation casinos so shreveport is where dallas fort worth comes to gamble
0: wow still still Because are there, like, different – are those laws still different for, like, what they can get away with on the boats than what they can on the mainland? Absolutely. Man.
1: And those are never going to change because there are six riverboat casinos. Uh, They are the biggest income-generating machines in the area and that's that's where all the money is now.
0: So like any politician who tried to change that would be no fucking way run out of town.
1: And here's the, here's the part that sucks. So um it it creates a lot of money. We take a lot of those Texas dollars for these riverboat casinos, sure. all the gambling, we get a ton of money. Sure. Which is great, but also this is like an area that otherwise we have the doctors, we have all that like medical money and stuff. Um, we have like there's not much else. It is like poor farmer, working class people, and like there's a lot of hardcore gambling addicts, and like all these this old money that like should be going to other things that like
0: is just getting the poor people are getting poorer. Yeah, it's
1: it's horrible. It's and and that's
0: like that's the sad part of it. It is stunning how much like, of the way we live now is still a result of prohibition. Yeah. Almost on a whim. The the government was just like, you know what? No more alcohol. And it just still, like, kind of ruined a lot of shit mm-hmm. now. Like, be, I mean, South Carolina still has outdated, like, blue law. Everywhere still has outdated blue laws. Right. And I honestly think a lot of it... uh keeps the, like, religious uh, aspects intact as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Because it's like those, there's laws in the books that keep Sunday a holy day.
1: Yeah. And, and well, and that's, you know, it's all states' rights stuff. Right. Um, and and it, it, is, it is uncanny how much damage it did do.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, uh, even talking about, like, Capone right. and all the organized crime that mm-hmm. literally— got established because of prohibition. Right. It,
1: and and here's the thing about Shreveport is that it is there's been a lot of like legal things that have also fucking tanked. Yeah. Uh so Shreveport in the early thousands um when the city's like kind of like having a little bit of an upturn but not really uh they were like we're going to build a car plant we're going to manufacture cars right here in Shreveport. It's going to create all these jobs. It's going to be amazing. And everyone's like, "Yes, this is what we need. We need good factory jobs." Yeah, that's just that's what this city needs to bounce back. And they're like, "We're going to build Hummer H3s. We're going to build them right here in no. Shreveport." And like it lasted
0: for like a year. No. It was like such a
1: fucking just
0: crash that, and burn. The H3 was a huge, because fl- it was like right when people were starting to go, like, maybe we shouldn't be pumping a bunch of gas. Shreveport was like, hell
1: no, we're going to pump the most gas into our cars. Fuck it. No. And then that's uh, so sad. I mean, it's just horrifying. It's
0: um, so sad. It was
1: really bad. They, uh, so, the other thing Shreveport has is Barksdale Air Force Base. This is kind of leading into um so around nine eleven was when oil prices and the economy was like starting to be fucked up, and like I cannot really imagine what it's like to be like an adult live your life, and then nine eleven happens and then like nothing is ever the same, yeah, especially like if you live in New York or sure. whatever like. Right. In Shreveport, we have Barksdale Air Force Base, which is one of the largest Air Force bases in the country. It is also the last manufacturer of the B fifty two carpet bomber. And that was where President Bush came during nine eleven. Uh we were his first stop. They flew him out of where he was and they, they he, he came to Shreveport and that was where he made a speech where he's like Jesus. everything's fine, we're gonna get him.
0: And he like uh he used a Bible verse, like yeah. yeah. Fuck! I mean, yeah. I remember that speech. I obviously wouldn't have remembered it since report, but like, damn.
1: Well, well, I think it was a lot of like we're concealing location stuff, but here he is. He's safe and shit. Right.
0: Uh, I right. think there was a
1: lot of that kind of shit Man, going on.
0: A small tangent. Yeah. Similarly, while I was a student at Furman, Bush's administration contacted the governor's office in South Carolina and said that they wanted him to do a commencement speech at in the state at that time mm-hmm. because the education rates in South Carolina are literally the worst in the country. Like mm-hmm. sometimes Puerto Rico ranks over South Carolina mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, and good for them. You know, that's only, an that's only to say that we're 51st out of like <laughs> 50 it's, states. It's right. Uh, And the governor at the time was one, Mark Sanford. Okay. And this was before he was most well-known for claiming that he was hiking the Appalachian Trail, but actually being in Argentina with a mistress. Wow. Yeah, that's a thing that happened also while I was in college in South Carolina. (laughs) Hell
1: yeah.
0: Uh, So Mark Sanford went to Furman, so his office was like, oh... W should speak at Furman. Mm-hmm. So my sophomore year, he gave the commencement speech at this like 2,700 student liberal arts college. That's it's, amazing. If I had to guess, it's maybe the smallest school that a sitting president has ever given a, a I commencement believe speech that. at. It's very funny to me that we came out of these places that like... uh Seemingly, we're like the first stop on the like, how do we fix this tour? Right. Well, and that's
1: (laughs) it's funny you mentioned that the education rates were so poor in South Carolina. That is the thing that you say in Louisiana. Well, it's not South Carolina. No, at least we're not Mississippi.
0: Yeah, of course. Everyone says Mississippi. Oh, everyone takes a dump on Mississippi. Mississippi is terrible. What do they have?
1: Nothing. (laughs) They got nothing. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah. Jackson, Mississippi, right now, today, in January of 2018, has over 100 water mains that are broken. And they are in a boil water advisory for the capital of the state of Mississippi. Fuck! Because the water management system in Mississippi is so grossly mismanaged and has been forever. Fuck. Okay. Jesus. So yeah, at least we're not Mississippi. But also, like you said, it. it I mean, it's like we're we're fighting over fucking forty eighth. You yes. know what I mean? Like, oh God, it's, it's the, the whole. Scramble.
0: Everything at the bottom of that list is in that same corner of the country. Every single state is Absolutely. like. Absolutely. It's your Alabama's. It's like I think honestly the film industry is saving Georgia because there's so much shit is filming in Atlanta now that they, like, their politics are better because they know they can't pull, like, an HB2-type bill Mm -hmm. because they would lose all of the industry. industry. And North Carolina has lost a lot of their industry and is, like, plummeting to the bottom of Mm -hmm. that list Mm -hmm. because of it, or at least because of that and a lot of other things.
1: Well, right, Uh, you know. (laughs) The governor also, like... Is the in the pocket of the Dukes and is totally trashing basically uh, the
0: whole? Yeah, side I mean of North they Carolina. just they ruled that the voting maps were unconstitutional recently, right? Uh, and, and yeah, I and mean, like literally physically trashing aspects of literally the destroying. State too. Yeah,
1: the Nate Duke Energy has a straight up monopoly on the power of the oh, state, so yeah. they, they own all the. So the, the Dukes had the second largest tobacco company to R.J. Reynolds... In, uh R.J. Reynolds, owned, he's, he owned Winston and Salem. That's what I thought, yeah. And, and he owned basically all the tobacco in the, in the country, pretty much. The Dukes owned the second largest, and they sold their tobacco company to him and then bought all the fucking power plants.
0: <laughs> so they're like, here, you get to have a tobacco monopoly because yeah. we're going to go have a Enjoy power plant. Enjoy your mint
1: juleps in Winston-Salem, buddy. Yeah. We're going to do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah. Uh, and... And they bought Trinity College and...
0: They really fucking own the whole area. I mean, there's a Duke and Dominant Furman. In-
1: so in Louisiana, we, we have our fair share as well. Yeah, uh, I'm sure. In, you know, Shreveport, obviously there's there's a ton of corruption, but uh, the state, Edwin Edwards was our governor and he was in a race against David Duke for governor. And in Jesus the In the 90s, Christ. I think it was, in the 80s or 90s. So this is like, this isn't... Fucking like civil rights times, this is, like, uh, pretty close to, like, when... This is our lifetime. This is our lifetime for sure. Yeah, yeah. He, Edwin Edwards won the governor race.
0: Thank goodness. Closely.
1: Very close, okay? He won. Then he took $2 million of campaign funds and bought uh, or rented a Concord Superjet and took all of his biggest donors on a lunch trip to Paris. They flew... On the fastest plane.
0: Like, first thing he did in office, he, basically. I mean, that
1: was one of the... He also stole, like, $2 million from, like, the education budget. I mean, he was just... He was a fucking straight-up crook that, like, all that those... That you
0: had to vote for because otherwise you were voting for the, the head the of the head KKK. Of the <laughs>
1: yeah. The, so, like, this, Jesus the guy who's going to steal money from you to your face or the guy who's running on a platform that says, I'm bringing back Jim Crow. That was, like, that was your options, uh, so, so right. So Louisiana has just like a ton of problems. So in the same way Jackson, Mississippi has recently mismanaged all their water mains. Uh, all the levee systems were mismanaged during Katrina. Sure. Shreveport had, um, at, after Katrina, Shreveport then became, uh, the second largest city to Baton Rouge. It's the third largest city still. Um, but it, at that time it was the second largest to Baton Rouge and it became the number one like med school, it became uh, where we got a lot of industry for film. Oh. So the Guardian, the Aston Kutcher movie, Mister Brooks, uh, which is Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. Uh, there's Snitch. The. Dwayne The Rock Johnson recent movie (laughs) Uh, Olympus Has Fallen
0: yeah wow Uh,
1: there's like a ton of I
0: never would have guessed that a movie like that would have been shot there exactly right that seems like you know a straight out of LA lot kind of movie
1: right Uh, (laughs) Trepidation was another one I remember Um, did they which the guy from Nip Tuck was in
0: they have to have filmed Treme actually in Louisiana Treme's in New Orleans New Orleans that's what I figured for sure 100% and that
1: was that was a like honestly like a rebuild kind of an effort.
0: Right, like, right. Yeah, cuz it was like it came within the fir- few first few years after Katrina. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even think about that. Good for them. Right.
1: Well, and I think the state was like trying to figure out how do we get money back because our our cash cow of New Orleans is fucked right now. So that they so they sense. lifted a ton of you tax know, tax shit.
0: credits and
1: and in Shreveport they would let them they would let movie crews do whatever they I'm wanted. Sure, you you want to close down downtown Shreveport for the day? How many cop cars do you need? Like do That's whatever you so want. So funny. Um, That's so interesting. Of and, course they yeah. would
0: jump at anything like that.
1: And, and eventually, it kind of scaled down. They moved down to New Orleans, and then I think like the tax system has since been changed. Kind but, of turned
0: over. Yeah, and
1: then obviously with Georgia like. You know, they're going to take all that Southern money. <sighs> yeah, um, for sure. But uh, but yeah, so uh, Louisiana has had, or Shreveport has had like these weird renaissance times where they've tried to bounce back. Um, and, and it's like a weird long list of random B-level celebrity type people. <laughs> right. Uh, like so... But this he's not a B-level. I'm not going to say that about the king. But Elvis got his start on the Louisiana Hayride.
0: No way. Which
1: was a program in Shreveport, the Shreveport Municipal Auditorium in the 40s and 60s. And and so Elvis got his start singing in Shreveport. Hank Williams Sr. got to start singing in Shreveport. That's where Hank Williams Jr. was born, in Shreveport, uh, which is crazy.
0: It is like a weird confluence between Texas and, like, the rest of the South. Absolutely. So it kind of makes sense in some ways that that, like, country western stuff would end up there. Well, and it was
1: it was where the, you know, you get you got into Texas through, I mean, before it was I-20, that kind of area, mm-hmm. um, and there's are so many incredible roads and basically like ways to get through texas that are like right there in shreveport and also the gateway to louisiana so like the louisiana purchase was like that large expansive uh basically the state of louisiana and then like everything above and north of texas was like all in the purchase um and a lot of that was the red river which separates Mm -hmm. texas and oklahoma and then mississippi on up um, and it was, uh, Shreveport was kind of like this, the Northern gate, right? So it's New Orleans is the Southern gate that makes sense. to everything. Uh, which like New Orleans is, I mean, they, Lafitte's black shop, I think is the like oldest bar in the country or something like that. And it was like 1700s and it's like still open.
0: Wow. From then, which And is you like, can like buy booze there and then walk outside. Yeah, walk outside, <laughs>
1: walk around. They have their own laws too. So that's the other thing. Right. In Louisiana, not only do they have parishes, but they also have basically like a Napoleonic code of laws. So there's like, c- there's civil law that's still there. If you get, if you pass a bar in Louisiana, the system of law is different in the state than Every single other state in the country. Jesus. So if you're going to practice law somewhere else, you have to pass a Louisiana bar to practice law in Louisiana. Wow. And, And so with that weird Napoleonic code shit that you have to learn, there's also in New Orleans specific laws that only apply to New Orleans. That's like the open carry stuff, but also like a lot of random laws it's they, yeah, they have their
0: own there's probably way of weird life down like there. brothel type laws yes. cuz there's a lot of outdated stuff floating around about how like 10 women can't live in the same building or <laughs> shit like that well and i think it 2012
1: was when cockfighting got banned <sighs> it Jesus. was cockfighting was legal until
0: 2012 until,
1: until the th- 2000s for sure Oof. cockfighting was legal uh it, which is like I don't, why did it take that long? I don't know. Where was that happening?
0: I have no idea. Yeah, like that's probably a fraction of the uh, organized crime ring stuff that yeah. you're talking about. Somebody's <laughs> fucking pissed about it. But, yeah. But uh, like, you never met anybody who was a cockfighter? No. Or, <laughs> I mean, I didn't
1: even know. I maybe knew like a f- handful of people that like knew where chickens were. You know, I, <laughs> like. This is—I mean—it's a city. And this is like, coming
0: from someone whose grandfather in the same area was an onion farmer. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I mean,
1: his fucking name was Arkansas. So, yeah. Uh, right, yeah. I
0: mean, it just bears repeating. Like you barely knew someone who even knew people who had chickens. Yeah, <laughs> it's right. Like two generations how removed.
1: How did it, how did it happen that I? grew up next to a fire station and uh uh, exxon that had dr pepper icy machines in it somehow i missed the fucking (laughs) the boat on eating an onion every single day
0: it's like the industrial revolution happened between those (laughs) fucking 10 years yeah (laughs) this happens happens so fast like in your dad's life (laughs) yeah
1: so my dad uh i mean like my dad—so my mom's family is—the reason why I know so much about Jackson, I was just there for a funeral. My grandmother passed away. As, I'm sorry, uh, was very sad. It's all, it's all good. Thank you. Um, my mom's family is from Jackson, a uh, long line of, of Clarks that came from there. Uh, and then my dad's family is all Louisiana. Um, he was raised in Texas for a little bit when my grandfather was in school at Texas A&M, but for the most part, he was, like, born and bred in Shreveport. Um, and my dad— So this is crazy. So during the oil embargo in the eighties, so it's like I think it's like nineteen eighty eight. There was the the oil business, which there was a moratorium put on the oil business. No on land drilling, Um, and uh, the the oil business was terrible. It was like very very bad. Uh, My dad could not get any work, and this is the first year of my life.
0: Yeah, I was going to say it had to have been right around when you were born. Yeah, so it was
1: 1988, the, f- the first the – ni- or 1989, the first year that I'm born, uh, he literally cannot work. So he went to the country club in Shreveport and started gambling on golf. He was – when he was 7 or 13, when he was a kid, he won the city championship in golf. So like as a kid, he was like always good at golf, and he was like a pretty good golfer his whole life.
0: Yeah, I feel like if you're if you're that good at something like that (laughs) at that age, it's you're probably going to be decent at it for forever. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, So when so I'm a kid, he doesn't have a job. He goes to the golf course and starts gambling on golf and winning. Oh my god! And so my dad did not have a job for the first year I was alive. Oh my god! And just gambled on golf, and like that was his income was just what he fucking that made is off golf. Wild.
0: Just golf. Like he did he wasn't even t- you know, going Untaxed. out to the yeah. to the uh, river boats and shit. Yeah. <laughs> he just He'll never was listen to this. To I, I just outed
1: him as this gambler. He'll I never mean,
0: But you know what? You have a wonderful life at this point. Yeah, no, he he Your dad did great. Did what he had to do he at did the great. time.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm not complaining. Like, yeah, yeah. I, as you can see, I have not missed many meals. <laughs> um, and and he was for sure responsible for that. Uh, and and so because so that's like so his grandfather is this wow. like onion eater guy. Man. And then he like that you know, is... goes to college and is great yeah. at golf and like. Um That's so funny. Became, you know, a successful businessman, and all that stuff. But uh Shreveport uh, is these millennials,
0: they just they don't know how to bet on golf. <laughs> they don't. I have no idea. I
1: tried. I'm so bad at Golf.
0: What would you do? Just like bet on who would win and yeah. open and stuff like that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd oh, like man.
1: Hey, I, 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 ten bucks I beat you this hole.
0: It was just
1: like a hundred bucks I beat people you this he round. Was playing with. Yeah. I bet I bet you a hundred bucks Fuck, I, he was Me and this guy are gonna be do better people. than you and that guy. Yeah.
0: Fuck! I did not even like. Yeah. Begin to put all that together. Yeah,
1: me and this fella right here Fuck. are gonna take less strokes to get to eighteen holes than you and, and anybody God. that you cho- choose. Anyone will beat you. Man, hundred bucks. 100 that bucks.
0: is. That is fascinating. Yeah. That he was. He was hustling people.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. He was a fucking That's shark.
0: Amazing.
1: He's like also good at pool. Like I think he,
0: <laughs> I don't know. He probably what, made some cash on that too. I'm you know sure he did. He did. <laughs> yeah, like hey, double or nothing. I'll go play in pool inside. <laughs> I, mean,
1: I truly have no. I think he he's this incredible gambler. I'm like always trying to learn. I'm like, what are you what are you betting? What are you betting right now? What's a right. good bet? Right. You're you're good at this. I don't. I have Does no fucking Does he bet on clue. like
0: sports across the board kind of things, or
1: yeah? And that's no, 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 no. Sometimes we'll do like like college bowl games. Yeah,
0: like bowl pick'ems. games.
1: Yeah, pickums and like like the Super Bowl. Sure, and that kind of stuff. Never, yeah. never like you know. Oh. How's the Georgia Tech women's volleyball team doing? Right. It's, it's never that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, of course. So Shreveport has those riverboat casinos, and also Bossier City, the the neighbor, the city across the river, um, also has a couple of riverboat casinos. Horseshoes in Bossier, but yeah. Shreveport has El Dorado and um, Boomtown, and a few others. But
0: Boomtown, oh yeah,
1: big time. <laughs> Uh, Harris used to be there. Uh, you
0: know you got to get to Harris.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, well, and so Harris owns or owned Louisiana Downs, which is in on the Bossier side of the river oh. in Bossier Parish, spelled Bossier. Bossier City has Louisiana Downs, which is the most race horse tracks in the state of Louisiana. Right. So if you want to watch a horse race in Louisiana, you got to go down to Louisiana Downs. Aka,
0: if you want to bet on horses, <laughs> right? And I think I
1: think my uncle did that for a little bit. I don't know if he still does that, um, but I know I think my uncle did do considerably more gambling than my dad. I think my dad's like a poker game, sure, with the with the guys, and
0: like you said, like Super Bowl bowl games.
1: Yeah, I don't think he's I don't think he's a guy that's like you know he's like. Looking at the, you know, Game Six. Daily I'm going to take the, yeah. I'm going to take the over for the, you know, the Raptors tonight. I don't, yeah, but um, so what's crazy about Shreveport is so when Shreveport was in that um, time of organized crime, right across the river, uh, Bossier City had a thing called the Bossier Strip, which was, and it's now all closed down, but there was a time in you know, basically saloon days on to like the seventies was like,
0: like from when they found oil until when it yes. <laughs> stopped basically. It,
1: you wanted a, you wanted a hooker, you wanted to drink, you wanted anything you wanted was all in the bozier strip. Everything was there. And it was like the most unsavory part. And it was just right across the river. So that's where you would go if you wanted to do that kind of stuff. Right. Um, and Do what, a
0: lot of people like own boats and stuff? Do they?
1: Yeah, there's we have Cross Lake, so there's like a large. Uh, there's Cross Lake, there's Lake Bistineau, there's Black Bayou, there is Caddo Lake. So what's cr- in in the north half of the boot? Basically, here up mm-hmm. uh, in the state of Louisiana is called Sportsman's Paradise. That's the region of the state, and it is from Alexandria, which is kind of right here, basically all the way up. The 318 area code, it is the best hunting and fishing and gaming in wow. the state. And that's – it's it's beautiful and known for that. So if you want to like – So
0: the lakes are really popular for that kind of thing.
1: Absolutely. A lot of fishing but also like water sports and stuff like that. It's, it's everything.
0: I think I'm fascinated – at the idea of living in a place where you, like, frequently use uh water as, like, a means of transportation.
1: Well, and and that kind of goes into the southern part, too.
0: Right, because right. Because you
1: got, like, fan boats. And this, <laughs> this part is, you know, they say this is here, but uh, obviously with erosion and stuff like that. Yeah. This part is swinging actually like that because of the way the Army Corps of Engineers direct the river. Wow. Uh, so the sediment's actually going... West and eventually, all these wetlands. That's crazy.
0: So it's not even like you're losing, it's not as much losing the shoreline on the east side as it is like changing the shape of the shoreline.
1: Eventually, it will be like stilts, fucking swamplands, unless it's just like goes into the sea. Wow. Uh, And so that this part is, you know, New Orleans is its own thing. Mm -hmm. Baton Rouge is the capital, it's its own thing. Um, And then Acadiana. Which is Cajun land is its own thing, too. Yeah, and they are, uh, you know, that that is the like stereotype, like fanboat house on stilt stuff, water boy. That all that stuff happens down there. Acadia, uh, uh, Acadiana,
0: Acadiana, yeah,
1: Acadiana. Um, and the large, excuse me, the oldest. City in Louisiana, I think is not actually New Orleans. I think which is this is another thing. It's not Orleans. I think it's Nacadish, which is an old uh fur trading settlement right below Shreveport, just down the Red River. And it is uh and it they do like a like a Christmas lights thing down there. It's where Natchitoches meat pies come from. It's like a popular brand of I think like the closest thing is like a Jamaican meat pie. Huh? Um, it is. It is basically a uh, uh, empanada that is um, just like ground beef and like red chili flake and a few spices, um, and it is, and that's it. I mean, it's like egg wash and and they freeze them in Natchitoches and, and you uh, you know put them in a toaster oven and they're ready to go. Sure. Um, and the face of Natchitoches meat pies. This is crazy. Is a f- a friend of mine from no. Little League. No way. Casey Allen, who lived here for a little bit, and he's like the little kid that's like smiling <gasps> with the bite out of the meat pie on the box. Oh,
0: my gosh.
1: His dad was the, like, slice of life column in the Shreveport Times, like the funny, wacky yeah, stories. sure. And stuff. That's his dad, Teddy, Teddy Allen. Wow. And his mom, Sherry Allen, was the anchor on the ABC news affiliate in Shreveport,
0: so they're just like the Shreveport family like
1: i, I mean they they were that's I think. like
0: three personalities of yeah. the area,
1: oh yeah, I mean they were yeah, the allens were everywhere, and they we played little league together and <laughs> wow um he he lived he moved to Chicago for a second, uh and he's talking about moving back he does like regional theater and stuff in Shreveport and he's like trying to figure out how to you know, make that become more of an, uh, acting lifestyle, which uh, I told him, if I figure it out, I will let yeah, you know. Right? I just wanted to be like, aren't we all?
0: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Granted, I'm sure, you know, looking to, looking to the third coast, it feels a little bit more like you're putting energy and, 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 and like actual steps towards that as opposed to trying to do it in like Shreveport.
1: Yeah. Um, Majority Lions Playhouse, I believe is the name of it, yeah, uh, yeah, and
0: well, I got news for you, Chase. People aren't gonna know what Magadish Meat pies are,
1: yeah, uh, <laughs> nobody's gonna know up here um
0: <laughs> it's
1: there's incredible like landscapes in Shreveport it is it's hilly towards the river it's it's incredibly flat as you get out of there. Uh, a lot of cotton fields, but and soy, I guess, when they, like, rotate c- crops, and then, like, the random oil, you know, uh, pumping stations that are still going or wow. maybe have stopped in yeah. just, like, random fields. I'm just still there. <laughs> um, LSU has there, – there's a few colleges in Shreveport. There's Centenary College. There's LSU in Shreveport or uh, Luscious. As it's luscious. LSUS luscious, as my mom called it.
0: Oof. We have uh, University of South Carolina Lancaster, which my dad likes to refer to as useless.
1: Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I like that. Pretty uh good. I think there's St. Louis is sluss. Uh, Saint Louis's <laughs> slus. Oh. Saint Saint Louis University is slush or something. Uh and this one doesn't make any sense. This is actually where Duke Harbison went to school for a little bit of time, because his
0: and he played baseball too. He played
1: baseball there. Is at Bozier Parish Community College, which is known as
0: Bipsy. Nope, doesn't make
1: sense. Which doesn't (laughs) BPCC is not. I don't get Bipsy there.
0: Bipsy, Bipsy. like it's just it's mixing a lot of shortening. You know, like at that point. Why, let's find a new name. <laughs> yeah, BIP. See, like you say a sound and then the letters. No, that's I don't Bipsy, buy it. That's
1: BIPSY <laughs> on Ure Drive. Yeah, you go down on. So Highway One starts <laughs> that's in Tree so Uh or it actually runs the full length of the state. So it goes, it follows the Red River here and goes all the way down to Homa, and that was the old way to get down. If you had to go to Baton Rouge, you'd hop on Highway One and you would drive for five or six hours i was
0: gonna say that's probably like eight to
1: ten across the whole state yeah and you you'd stop in alexandria at lee's and get a ham sandwich <laughs> there a famous ham sandwich in <laughs> alexandria pineville uh you'd get on down the lafayette you'd you'd go stop at the Judice inn you get a cheeseburger and a beer oh. the Judices. uh it's still open it's a it's pretty good, yeah. It's a burger, right? They don't they don't fuck it up, right? Right, of course. It's like yeah. a lot of Tony Shashery's, you know, seasoning <laughs> on it. It's it's good. It's like I'm, it's, it's not fucking horrible. But my grandfather was like, "You got to go down to and That's the best burger in the state." And I'm like, "Fuck yeah! I want the best burger in the state of Louisiana." Are you right. kidding me? And I'm, I'm eating it. and I'm like,
0: okay, yeah, it's pretty good.
1: Yeah, it's better than Whataburger, which is <laughs> you know, saying something. Yeah. I like Whataburger. Uh,
0: That's exactly what I was thinking was like, it's probably better than a chain, but it's not going to be like, you know, all Cheval. (laughs) Oh,
1: no, 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 no. It's it's not a two-hour wait in the fucking blizzard to get cracked egg and chive (laughs) on top of your like fat, thick bacon. I don't like the (laughs) Cheval burger. It's Uh, fine.
0: I have admittedly only had the ones from Small Cheval. Sure. And I think they're fantastic. But it's just like, it's purely just... It's all the ingredients in a regular burger, the best way that they can be. You know what I mean? It's just the best version of a very thin patty, a beautifully good brioche bun, you know, melty piece of cheese on there. Like, it's just doing, which I think Chicago is, like, really good about. It's doing really standard things super fucking well. Yes. Uh, But I bet if I went to Al Chaval and, like, had the whole thing and had waited a long time, I probably would have been like, it's good
1: (laughs) right and and that's kind of the thing and i feel like deep dish suffers from this yes absolutely i love deep dish and some people were like no you only eat it for tourists and no it's not that good i think you know what fuck it if they could crank out deep dishes in like 30 minutes and have it at my house i would think it would be pretty fucking cool
0: they're delicious like if you if you're in the mood for a big like Man, they're so good.
1: Filling slice yes. of meat. And you're gonna cheese eat
0: cake. like what? <laughs> yeah, you're gonna eat like one slice, maybe two. And if you eat two, you're like, fuck i feel terrible like right. i my thing is like i love art of pizza and i love sure. and i've always like lived pretty close to there nice. uh for one reason or another and so when i have people come visit me i'll be like okay what does everybody want on their pizza i'll call it in 20 minutes later we head over and it's ready you know because that's, that's and everyone fucking loses their mind over it because in my opinion it's one of the best stuffed pizzas in the city for sure and secondarily they don't realize that they had to wait that long for it (laughs) well and And you could take beers there it's byob
1: which that is huge yeah for the uninitiated and so my uh my dad's best friend uh growing up is richard hiller his wife rose briette uh dr rose or dr briette she was a OBGYN teacher at LSU Medical School for a long time. She's, well, I called her Aunt Rose, Uncle Aww, Richard. Aunt Rose. Sweet. I mean, my dad was raised in the Hillers' house as a kid. He was like they had four sons. I think four or five sons, and my dad was like the other, the one, fifth one, just yeah, the, the neighbor boy
0: that yeah. would come down to
1: eat the good food. You know,
0: so sweet.
1: Uh, so, so he's best friends with Richard his whole yeah, life. Yeah, he
0: didn't at home. He just was gonna eat fucking raw onions, onions right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so. uh my, he he does say my grandmother was a very good cook, my mamaw. But um, but he would you know was hanging out with his best friend, so why not? Yeah, um, sure, sure. And uh, so Rose Briette, Aunt Rose comes into town. We go and see a Second City show. Uh, we saw uh, Sky's the Limit, weather permitting. It was awesome. Wow. We like ran into Tim Baltz and, and uh. Mary Stone at the Walgreens next door when they were getting snacks for in between shows, and I was just like. Oh, my what? God. I remember You're when, just here? Remember when I was drunk the other night at I.O. and I walked up to you and you and you gave me advice, but I don't remember because I was blacked out and you were really sweet about it? Of and he, course was like, he was. He was like, yeah, man, how's it going? And I was like, so good, you
0: remember me. And he, he is like... Fucking hero. I think he's one of our shining examples of being that person. Absolutely. Like, maybe our shining example, end of sentence. Yes. Before the show... We decided to go get deep dish
1: pizza because we got to do it and it's me and I, it worked out when Aunt Rose is in town with her daughter and and her daughter's best friend who's, so it's like kind of, and like Lauren Huddleston and, and, and Grace uh, Hiller. So it's like kind of like my cousin and my dad's business partner's daughter, unrelated yeah. to Richard, but they just so happen to be friends because gotcha. it's kind of a small town. So yeah. so I'm like kind of with my cousin daughters family or, uh, female cousins yeah and then i also had like four of my like college bros that like happened to be passing through that weekend and i was like well we're all gonna go see the show come meet us for dinner if yeah that's cool of course and so it's all these like i mean these are all like big tall thin strong <laughs> southern men
0: the best that Georgia tech had to offer absolutely
1: clint <laughs> hodges you know mr Georgia Tech, fucking runner-up, uh, captain of the sailing club. He's got Popeye arms. He's fucking, <laughs> he's huge and jacked, and um, and and, and fuck it, who I can't even remember whoever else, but we we go and we eat, and uh, Rose is is ordering, and she's like, "How many pizzas do you think we should get?" And I was like, "Well, there's nine of us, so." probably two Two. probably two that's probably plenty and she was like two pizzas right look at all these big men that's
0: so funny there's no
1: way we should get at least four and I was like Four,
0: absolutely. You're not. in charge.
1: <laughs> You're in charge, Rose. I'm, and I knew, I knew not to tell yeah. her what to do. Of this course not. Like, and
0: she's like coming up for. That's also like a very southern thing. Yeah. To just be like, we have to get enough food for everyone. Right. And I'm yeah. like,
1: I'm like, look, four is going to be too much. Do whatever you want to do. And she says, okay, fine, eight. We're going to get eight large, deep dish. You're pizzas. shitting me. It was out of control.
0: More than f- <laughs> so, uh, almost one per person. Okay. At like a Giordano's or something like that. Fucking Lumaladies. Okay.
1: <laughs> we get it. It comes to the table, and she, we're all drunk now because we've been drinking. Because it for took an
0: forever. Hour. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we're fucking drunk, and That's- she's like, she's like, what? We've ordered way too much. You did this. This is your fault. She, she turned on me immediately. And oh, I was, my God. At this point, I was drunk enough not to care. And I was like, you said yeah. whatever you wanted, so here we go. Let's do it. Right, all right. And we clobbered because uh, I was like, guys, you have to eat four slices each. Four Fuck. slices each. Do this for me. Do this for you. <sighs> That's do-
0: like a whole pizza. That's like a whole large pizza. That's a whole large food. Pe- at-
1: at least, right? Yeah, and, for sure. And we did pretty good. Uh we ended up with with four left. So we <sighs> ate four. And here's the thing. I'm looking, I'm staring down a fucking mountain of deep dish pizza and everyone's like, I feel sick. I don't want to yeah, eat anymore. You all felt I feel terrible. awful. I'm not gonna eat any more pizza. And I was like, I can do this. <laughs> And even Rose was like, let it go. Let it go. You don't need to, no one needs this. No one, you don't need to do this. And I started going, I ate a whole large pizza on my own. Large deep dish pizza by myself. Okay. That was how much I had. Everyone else, like, you know, each of the girls had like one and a, a half. piece
0: or two. Yeah.
1: Rose had maybe two. The guys had four slices each. So we're left with like three and some change. Uh and I'm I'm still going and she's like we have to go to the show like right. you can't keep fucking killing yourself over this <laughs> yeah. pizza and I'm like no Uh finally we we straight up leave two pizzas. We just straight up leave two at the restaurant. We are like th- the three and some change. We take two with us. And we're like we're, we're not going to bring this. Got to
0: eat the these on th- the way. We're not going
1: to bring this in the <laughs> theater. What are we going to do? And I was like I know what we're going to do. I'm like there's going to be a homeless guy we're gonna give this guy a fucking meal or two.
0: They're gonna be so pumped.
1: It's gonna be pumped. It's the yeah. summertime. You get a hot, fresh pizza. Are you kidding me? This is yeah. amazing. This He's is a nice. Paying this down. Yeah, yeah well, fucking pay it forward. Because it's we're not gonna take it with us. We're gonna throw it away. Like what? Do Absolutely. We yeah. We get, see the guy. You know, somewhere on Wells. We, uh, we, I had. You know, I'm like, hey, excuse me, sir. Do you have any money? No, we don't. But I've got something better for you. Here are two. Deep dish Lou Malnati's pizza boxes, and he's like, "What? Are you serious?" And I'm like, "Yes, yeah, man. Enjoy. This is. <laughs> I told you guys, I knew it. All right. When we're walking out of the, the- of out of Walgreens with." Oh my God! There's Tim Balds. You knew him. You knew him. Oh my God! I'm like, yeah, I knew him. I talked to him one time. We're like best friends. We pass by the fucking trash can on the corner of North (laughs) and Wells, and there are two large Blue Honey's pizza boxes in really good condition (laughs) near the top. And I see that, and I was like, you guys don't think? And I'm thinking about it. I'm like, that pizza place. There's not a pizza place around here, right? And then I'm like. Oh my it's gotta God. be those. And I open them up, and they're full, two full fucking pizzas in the trash. The guy didn't even try to eat it. He probably tried to sell it. I mean, there's no fucking I mean, that's fucking, fucking like
0: sixty bucks worth of pizza, probably.
1: easily. Yes. <laughs> and they were like, I was steadily climbing to my top Chicago weight. I mean, there's oh yeah, there's a certain amount you gain, a certain amount you lose. Sure. Uh, I was on my way to the top.
0: Of my weight class <laughs> in
1: Chicago, <laughs> and I was still looking at that pizza, and I was like, "We should take these. Oh, we should take them home. We, yeah. got, we got to save
0: these. Come on." I would be the same way.
1: And I'm, you know, it was such a way. Anyway, but that's You, you I mean, you hit the nail on the head. It's that southern thing of yeah. just like
0: everybody's got to eat for sure. Yeah, everybody's got
1: to eat. Everybody's got two pizzas. Two. Uh, what do we look? We got hungry boys. We got big old hungry boys. Look at these, bro. He's a seven
0: foot tall.
1: She doesn't sound like that, but. Um. Uh,
0: but they do. She may not, but they do.
1: <laughs> she, she may not, but they do.
0: Yeah, for sure. What was the biggest impetus for you uh, leaving Shreveport to go to school? So.
1: Because
0: uh, you were like born and raised up to that point, yeah. Yeah,
1: 15 was when I left, and that was for. Uh, High school Right I I went to the Macaulay school In Chattanooga, Tennessee Right Uh, Right There The shortest answer was That um, I My older brother was there My older brother went to this boarding school We had visited it When we were at camp Like I think The Alpine camp for boys uh, Which is in Mentone, Alabama Which is just North of Fort Payne On the backside of Lookout Mountain um, which is the front side of Lookout Mountain is in Chattanooga, but to drive to Chattanooga takes like an hour because it's a it's a big <laughs> you ass. You have to go around mountain. the whole fucking. Thing. <laughs> yeah, you gotta go around the whole fucking mountain. <laughs> uh, but so as a cross promotional thing, Alpine Camp for Boys would stop at Macaulay and like show this incredible like fucking gorgeous. That makes sense. I mean, pristine camp. It, it, it looked like Hogwarts on fucking steroids. It was yeah, amazing. Yeah, of course, they have, they have a, a, a a what used to be the lake. A, an actual fucking lake in the front of this school. They now cemented it in, but there's, like, still a big tower and it's, like, this big swimming area and it's chlorined in and stuff wow. like that. Wow. Shit. It's, in the summertime, it's amazing. And there's, like, beach volleyball. And this is, like, when you fucking drive in. There's also, like, football stadium, soccer stadium, tennis courts, uh, baseball stadium. And then you drive up. It's on Missionary Ridge. This incredible, important battle in the Civil War where uh, the Union soldiers were trying to scale missionary ridge and the confederate soldiers had their fucking tanks and shit pointed down and there was just stacks of bodies. There were stacks of bodies. The only reason why we won that battle was because grant was like, Nope, keep sending them in, keep sending them up. We're going to take this and we're going to win. Good Lord. And we won because the confederates ran out of bullets and they ran to Atlanta and then that was where they were like we're going to go to Atlanta we're going to burn it to the sea. Holy. So that shit. was the gate that held basically Atlanta as the, in the in the backdrop from being able to be captured. Right. Jesus. So and there's a big Ohio monument right behind the campus up on top of the ridge. Uh it's there's a little drummer boy who got, you know, defaced somebody took his fucking arm off and there's like this incredible monument and statues of all the soldiers that died there. But obviously it's being defaced by Southern sympathizers and whatnot. Cause it's still the South. But, <laughs> um, this incredible landscape of this campus is beautiful. There's dorms and like all this stuff's on the side of this fucking Ridge. And, uh, it was beautiful. And so I saw it whenever I was a kid and my brother had been there for three years. Um, And so I kind of like grown up without my older brother Mm. in the house during this kind of formative years. Yeah, for sure. Uh, And I was just like, you know, I want to play football and I want to do musicals. And (laughs) football – the musicals happen during the fall in Shreveport. There's only only one school that I could do this at. Mm -hmm. I could either do musicals, I could do football, or there's one school in Shreveport where I could do both – and That's so, I, I didn't I, like it. Huh. It was Loyola. It was a Catholic school and I didn't like it. And and uh, my mom was like, well, you could go there. And I was like, that that sounds great. That's
0: so interesting.
1: They'll let me do both. They let me in. Um, and,
0: I actually in Lancaster ran into that with soccer because our really? our musicals for the community theater were in the spring mm. and one year I did both and my coach hated it and the next year I chose soccer over the musical and I like still to this day kind of regret it right. <laughs> so i know yeah. that feeling so it makes so much sense to me as someone who experienced that to be like oh yeah then yeah why wouldn't you just go you got to do both of the things you liked cool and it was yeah. like this nice place and your brother was there well and that
1: was the other thing was like he was my prefect so as mm. a freshman 15 year old <laughs> did they
0: literally call him prefects we'll too? Call them RAs. Okay. okay so he,
1: he was my resident advisor uh and he literally lived in the room above me. Wow. So I was right next to a staircase too. So if ever I had a trouble, I would walk out of my room, walk up the stairs and I'd be right in his room. Oh. And I had my older brother there, which was really cool.
0: That's so sweet.
1: And it, it the, the like longer more therapy version of it is that um, my parents were like towards the end of their marriage. Mm. Uh, they had like three more years left and I feel bad for my little brother Because he was the one that was still there. He was in eighth grade when they got divorced, and if he had gotten to ninth, he would have been out in boarding school and been fine. Um, But, uh, but yeah, so I I, I chose I chose Macaulay because I had a safety system there, and um, I could do the things I wanted to do, which was really cool. And like, there was something appealing about escaping. The Louisiana trap, which is like, if I go to high school here, I'm going to go to college here. Yeah. I'm going to go to college in Louisiana. Um,
0: Yeah, that was like exactly where my question came from, was like, if you're that steeped in it, (laughs) what got you out? Right, And
1: and then once I went to Macaulay, too, I felt like I needed to prove that it was worth me going there, sure, too. right. So I also was like—
0: You wanted to go to, like, a good school. Yeah, and- I couldn't
1: have gone to this fancy boarding school and then, like, gone to fucking LSU. LSU and- <laughs> yeah, been a piece of shit. Like, I <laughs> right. could have very easily done that and just Without stayed home.
0: Leaving. yeah. That's interesting.
1: Uh, so then when I applied to colleges, I applied to 14 schools. <sighs> and I was fucking for sure— Vanderbilt early decision I'm going. I love it. I love the campus. My best friend Jeff's going to be there from Shreveport. Uh I'm it's going to be the best. I cannot wait. Denied. Early decision. It was like de- like not early acceptance. Early de- I'm like if you, you let me in You literally
0: would have gone. I would fucking
1: have been there in one heartbeat. Oof. Uh, they said no. And then everything else fell too. I was like, okay, well, maybe there's still a chance I'll get into Yale. Uh, (laughs) I was like, Yale, Princeton, Harvard, uh, Vanderbilt, UNC, UVA, um, uh, fucking, I, I set my sights so high. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. And the ones I got into Columbia too. I didn't get in there. Um, the ones I got into were four. I got into LSU. In Baton Rouge, which I was like, that was the first letter I got back. And I was like, thanks fuck. a heap. Yeah. <laughs> <Ever, laughs> I've
0: gotten,
1: gotten like so many no's. I'm like,
0: am yeah. oh I going to have to fucking do this? And that's like your, that has to be like your quote unquote safety school. That was the most safe, most right. uh, of all of them.
1: Right. Uh, I got in Georgia Tech. And then I got into the Colorado School of Mines in Golden, Colorado. How did that
0: make the list?
1: It was a very good engineering school. I thought I wanted to be an engineer, and they gotcha. had this incredible uh, engineering program. And then the last school I got into was Texas A&M, and I got a scholarship. Hey. And I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to Texas A&M. Guys, why not? Yeah. This is going to be great. Right. I got to the springtime, and I hadn't sent in anything Sales going to Texas A&M, but I'm walking around campus. I'm like, I'm going to fucking yeah. texas a and i A&M. I'm going to be a fucking cowboy. I love Texas. Everything's going to be great. Yeah, and it's I'm, like
0: barely a shift back into like the Louisiana stuff. Absolutely, sure. yeah. For but sure. I'm like,
1: it's a great school. My dad went there for just one year. Yeah. So like it, it has to be a good school because he right. went there for just one year. Right. And I didn't hear that second part. It's he went good. there for his freshman year, and it was good. That was why he went there for just one year. Uh, and then so – I'm I'm in the the senior musical. We're doing Greece. My girlfriend, yes. who's now a country music singer. She does like Lilies and stuff like that and she's got an EP and stuff like that. Yes. Um, my my high school girlfriend is Rizzo. I am Kenicky. Yes. It's we did it.
0: Fuck. Yes. We did it. Oh my god.
1: And uh 2 weeks before prom, um Everything's going great. She breaks up with me. And I'm like, what? Are you oh, fucking how? how? A
0: hickey from Kanicki is like a, a Hallmark card. I yes! <laughs> you say those words to me.
1: <laughs> um So she comes to me and goes, Well, as you know, prom is coming up. Are we still going together? And I that's the way she coached it to me. That was the way she presented. She was like, Are we still going together? And I looked at her in the fucking face and I was just like, no, nah, I'm actually not going to prom. My dad told me I got to go visit colleges now, so I'm going to Texas A&M. To check it out. Sorry, not going to be there. I had already been to four proms. I went to one as a freshman, two as a junior, and one as a sophomore. Because I got invited by older girls because I did musicals and shit. Yeah, sure, so sure, 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 sure. I literally yes. hit art and I went to one in another school. I, I like, I've been to so, so many proms. Yeah. And I, my senior prom and like, she had
0: just broken up with you and, and was like, was Are broken. we still doing this? Yeah. And I'm like, and No, like, of course you're not. No, no. of course. I gotta course. go, I
1: gotta go check out colleges. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. We get to, I'm like, and then I call my, I like, stop talking to her. I call my dad and me. I'm like, Dad. Can we please go visit Texas A&M? Please, on this weekend in particular. Please, week please, please, please. It has to be the. I, I would do anything. <laughs> I, would, I would do anything. And he was literally like, Yeah, I told you. We should we have We
0: should go. We should have been <laughs> yeah. visiting.
1: I went there for just one year. You should go see it. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, okay. I don't understand why you keep saying that, but that's fine. Okay, cool. So we show up. I fly to Shreveport. We drive down to College Station. It's like five and a half hours. Um, And there's a lot of nowhere. It's in the middle of nowhere. So we get there. I see the sign. It says population, you know, 30,000 or something like that. And I'm like, it's kind of a small town. And my dad's like, yep, small town. And I'm like, okay. I don't know why he said it like that. (laughs) We pull up, and I'm like, whoa, this campus is so beautiful. It's all kind of the same color, but it's really nice here. We we walk us past the fucking big stadium. Kyle Field, the 12th man. It's 100,000-seater. It's fucking huge. You can see it from everywhere in the town. Uh, I'm like, whoa, this is cool. (gasps) They have a bus that drives you around campus. Are you kidding me? You don't even have to walk? This is amazing. Everyone's wearing cowboy boots, huh? I, I don't have any of those. And my dad was like, yeah, better get you some boots if you're going to do the core. And I'm like, the core? What is that? Is that like a workout? He's like, nope. It's this, and then he explained to me, is this like faux military program thing that they had from back when it was a military school. And you can still do it and not, join the army or shit you can just do the core while you're at school you live in barracks you have these big tall fucking brown boots you wear a fucking military uniform you do military drills uh you're basically in this weird texas a&m army and uh that is what my dad did for one year um until he was like fuck can't do this anymore it's a dry county in Texas, it's not dry on Sundays. It's dry on all the days. So, so like,
0: not just a dry campus. It's the a whole dry county. County. Holy fuck!
1: It's like twenty minutes to go get a case of beer, Jeez. which you can drink in the county. You just can't buy it. And you could. There are bars that serve beer, but you can't buy a fucking. Can of beer to take home from the 7 Eleven to drink at your house. I was like, I had no idea how I, in the world he explains that to me. That was the reason why he was like, Fuck this, I'm going to LSU. And his dad was like, I'm not paying for school. I was, you're supposed to go to AM, it's the better <laughs> school. Why would you? And my dad was like, I'll fucking pay for it myself. Right. And oh he worked offshore God. on oil rigs every summer. And to his, pay, f- to to pay to LSU, for school so, to he to didn't have to. so he didn't have to fucking live in Texas. And I'm like, okay, well, that kind of sucks, Dad, but this town's still pretty cool. And we walk into the student center, and we're getting the tour, and they're like, please, no hats. This is the Memorial Student Center. This is uh, for all the veterans that have died, that have gone to this school. No hats are allowed in this building. You're not allowed to wear it in here. And I was like, okay. That's fucking weird.
0: That is so weird. I
1: don't I don't think hats are that big a deal. Pretty that sure they fought and so died so I could wear my hat whatever yeah. I fucking want. Okay, that's a little weird to me. Preach. And then <laughs> That we, is so
0: weird. They walk
1: us past their like all their championship banners of all these old ass fucking teams cuz they haven't done shit in a long time. Yeah. And then all the fucking war heroes and stuff and I'm like, "Oh god." Do I have to fucking join the army here or whatever? And we walk outside and they're like, um, you're going to notice that none of our students uh, step on the grass here because no one's allowed to step on the grass here at the student center. We all walk on the sidewalks because it's uh, it's also, uh, you know, an injustice to those soldiers that died, that went to the school. And I was like, I can't throw a fucking Frisbee. I can't buy outside a beer the fucking student center? I can't wear a hat. I don't like hats. I should be allowed to wear them, though. We get back to the hotel, and my dad's like, well, we, got, we want to go to a restaurant tonight? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, in a fucking daze, I'm like, this, my plan all crumbling is down. fucking shit. Yeah. And and when I went to meet with the guy who's the at the petroleum engineering school that I got the scholarship for, the guy's showing me the graph of like, well, as you can see, uh, we're in a bell graph right now where we think the oil business is going to be in the next 10 years. And uh, we think it's probably going to be dropping off in the next, like, 10 to 25 years. Um, so, you know, but it's still good to be in the oil business right now. We think you should study this. It's a great program. But uh, we think that it it might not be great, you know, in the next 25 to 30 years. Could be 40. But then it won't be good anymore. Um <sighs> I can't believe they would come out of the gate with that. Out of the
0: fucking gate.
1: like basically. You just
0: not want people to go to your school?
1: Well, and that was where I was like, okay, cool. So I can go here, not have fun, not have a job. And then at the restaurant, so we go to the hotel. We stay at some <laughs> like fucking courtyard or something, which is the <gasps> nicest hotel. And my dad was like, where's the nicest restaurant in town? I want to treat my son. It's been a like, long day today. We want to go to the nicest place. They're like, well, Nicest place in town, you're gonna to have to go down to the Outback Steakhouse. And I was like, That's the nicest, the nicest place in town is fucking Outback. We're sitting at Outback. I'm sitting there and I'm like, So this is the nicest place in town, huh? My dad was like, Yep, it is. You know, I only went here for one year. And that was where I was like,
0: It was the first time you actually heard those words. I, literally,
1: I was like, Okay, yes. <laughs> Guy walks up to the bar next to us because we're eating at the bar because they were full because it's the nicest restaurant in town. Jesus Guy Christ. to the bar to the left, guy to the bar to the right separately, but almost at the same time. Guy was like, excuse me, ma'am, can I get me a Coors Light bottle, please? Man over here, excuse me, miss, i I'd like me a Coors Light bottle. And I'm like, they're drinking Coors Light. I drank that when I was fucking 16. <laughs> I'm fucking over all this. And I called. That's so funny. Coming and getting their fucking Blue Mountains. I was like, no way. I was it That was the last straw. I've been upgrading cities, Shreveport to Chattanooga. Chattanooga I is. Fuck. I'm not going up to college station.
0: There's no way. Right.
1: I call my best friend and I he, he, I lived with him for three years in high school. He's my roommate for three years. Uh who lives in Vegas now. He's a biomedical engineer. He works on the uh machines at the VA in, in no Vegas. No shit. Yeah, he like mm-hmm. he services like MRI machines and shit. And yeah. Manages all that stuff. Um government pension. He's a fucking good dude. Uh his name's Justin. And I call Justin. I'm like, dude, I've made a huge mistake. I made a huge mistake. Um also, I'm sorry I'm calling you at your prom after party, but I have to fucking talk. And he was like, "Oh, I skipped out," and he was with our my other roommate, uh, Mike Zubakowski. He's like, "I was like, wait, fuck, is Zub there?" And he was like, "Yeah, he his date bailed on him too, so we're just hanging out no back of the room." Way. And I was like, "Okay, well, you guys are fucking lame." And he was like, "How's Texas?"
0: Yeah, and I was
1: like, "It sucks." <laughs> and as soon as I said that, he's like, "Dude, dude." He was going to Georgia Tech. He was like, come to Georgia Tech. Dude, please come to Georgia Tech. You're going to love it. That's you all you need. And I was like, what would I? what would I even do, man? He's like, I don't know. They got a million engineering programs. Dude, you're going to absolutely love it. Yeah. We're going to get you in the best engineering school in the country, dude. You're going to do this. It's going to be great. Oh, my I was like, I wouldn't even know my roommate. And he was like, dude, Ben Chewy, uh, the guy who's in the band, need, he's coming to Georgia Tech, needs a roommate. You got to be his roommate, dude. He's a day student. He's very cool. Um, he's a Seventh-day Adventist, but he's still very cool. He loves climbing, and he loves his clarinet. You got to room with this guy. It's going to be great. And I was like. Fuck it. Fuck it. All right. All and,
0: of the above sounds better than the shithole I'm in
1: right now. And so in College Station at the fucking hotel, I signed my acceptance into Georgia Tech and filled out an application for my fucking roommate. I did it all. I'm, I'm like, Dad, I need funny. my down payment. I'm going to Georgia Tech. And he was like, I'm so proud of you, son. Here's that a is card. so
0: funny. Yes. Yeah. Holy shit.
1: Yes. Wow. That was what happened. Wow. So... <laughs> Cammy Stager, aka Cammy Ross, I can thank her for getting me here today, because if not for Georgia Tech, I wouldn't have gone study abroad. I got to study at the University of Oxford and travel around Europe and had a fucking mishap in Paris where I got drunk and kind of arrested. And I was telling the story at a choir dinner in college and Jillian Lewis, who now works for NASA, uh, was the president of the choir. She was like, you're so funny. You should be a comedian. I was like, that's a fucking great idea. So I started taking improv classes and then I took a one-way ticket here and figured it out.
0: Holy shit. That is incredible. Yeah. You can't track it back that clearly to that that one moment. All right, well, fuck you. I'm not going to prom. Yeah, I mean, it's holy wh- shit. Like it, it is. I I,
1: I hated her so much for yeah, of that, course. for like breaking my heart and like. She wasn't my first kiss, but, like, she was the one that I really wanted to kiss. and yeah. like, It wasn't good, and it was, like, awkward. You never
0: and, are <laughs> in my experience. It didn't,
1: we didn't do anything other than that. We just kissed on the lips, no tongue, and it was, like, it meant a lot to me. <laughs> uh, and, I mean, Kaniki and Rizzo, you just don't get better than that. Well, and then when she was like, this is, we're done, um, I was just like, whoa. Okay. And what's crazy is, so to come full circle with this is um, she was, she went on a date with my, before we, before I started dating her, which high school romance means nothing. Sure. Before I started dating her, she was dating one of my best friends who was also an RA because I was a senior RA too Mm. whenever I became a senior. Yes. My little brother was in eighth grade at the time. So we, we just missed each other. Um, to, to complete the... But there was a Pettit at this high school for 11 years straight.
0: Oh, I love which that. Which is amazing. Yeah. And
1: by the time Rich got... My little brother Rich got there, all the teachers were like, another Pettit, huh? <laughs> Shit. And he was like, what did they do? <laughs> right, uh, right. But so Daniel goes on a date with Cammie. At that night, he ends up making out with Rachel, Cammie's best friend. <sighs> and after that, Daniel starts dating Rachel. Uh, they... Daniel started dating Rachel Kept dating Daniel and Rachel Dated all throughout high school They Dated long distance When he was at University of Pennsylvania And she was at UT In Knoxville Jesus When they Finished college They kept dating And they ended up Getting engaged And being married And he went to He was from Columbia South Carolina she was from Chattanooga and they really first moved in with each other. Uh, when he got into med school, that was the first time they lived with each other It was when he was in med school in Charleston.
0: And they were already married
1: and they were, yeah, they were like, they were like, or well,
0: engaged or anything enga- or something.
1: Engaged and married. Like it all happened like that where he's an ENT doctor. He's like done with it now. And he's, you know, very they have a beautiful son, uh, and they I think it's in. I think it's in Charleston, but I know that his family is pretty close in yeah. Columbia, and her family's not too far away in Chattanooga. Yeah. Um. But uh, that I mean, the only reason why I know Charleston is where the med school is is because of that relationship.
0: Which right. Is like right. Yeah.
1: Very close to mine. I. I was like thinking, like, oh, I would have a similar romance that right. Daniel would have but uh, it didn't happen.
0: Yeah. Like, isn't that, I do have those moments as well.
1: Well, right. And I mean, I don't know. I'm someone, and I think you are too, just because we're sitting in this room right now in Illinois and not in Atlanta, (laughs) which is where we probably would have ended up.
0: I would have been in Greenville or Atlanta for sure. If I didn't live here, I would absolutely be in one of those two cities.
1: And I, I would, you know, Shreveport would be if I had really fucked up. Um, <laughs> it, I would probably have stayed in Atlanta, and if and if I would have lived somewhere to like just fucking try it out, it would have been New Orleans.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I, I, I mean, we did. We made the plunge, so there there is this life now of no regrets. So like, it, it, and that that was what guided me to make those decisions I made, which is like. I want to keep upgrading cities and pushing myself and trying to make, trying to get to whatever next level or thing that I need in my Myers Briggs thing. (laughs) That, like, you know, I got to self actualize.
0: You've already done a couple of what have I got to lose moves at this point. Absolutely. It's not like you're picking up in Shreveport, Louisiana and saying, you know what, I'm going to strike out to LA, see if I can figure it out you know which and i know those people that are <laughs> thinking course, about it right now of course there are people that do that i yes. mean like we're you're going to meet people in la who like that's their story yep. for sure and you know we kind of talked about this when we first sat down off mic now your path has you know x seven or eight years mm-hmm. of chicago time where you like learned how to be an adult and yeah. what it's like to Try to be a professional actor and to be a professional actor in some, you know, uh, very small
1: ways areas of your life, right?
0: Sure, and like, isn't that probably what it's gonna look like?
1: (laughs) I think so. I I mean, yeah,
0: not to be like, not to be pessimistic, just to be realistic. Like,
1: I I completely agree. All
0: these people, you know, until Tim Baltz was on the opposition that's all he was doing after he left uh, the main stage here was just trying to be a professional actor again
1: doing small gigs on drunk history and bajillion dollar properties and Shrink, which took forever to get going. Yeah. Like, he spent him and t- And, like,
0: th- I am so pumped that it's on NBC now. Finally. Like, not even on the air. Even, I, like, I don't care that it's not on the air, honestly. I'm glad it just has a home because it, yeah. like, deserves to have one, and every project he does deserves a platform.
1: I, I have used him as a benchmark quite a bit, um, and he... Yeah, I mean he's he's still hustling and still like you know he's it's not the Tim Ball show he's right. on the Jordan Klepper show yeah you know of course. and yeah. that's like obviously a great gig I'm not saying it's not good but um, I know he wants to continue pushing and growing and sure um, I, and as far as like the people who have those stories I was just watching this thing called Chasing Cameron Ooh. which is on Netflix uh-huh and it's about Cameron Dallas. And he is a Instagram star, a social media influencer. (sighs) He's got over a million followers. This is a young man. I think he's like just around 21. Okay. He's from, I don't know where the fuck, doesn't matter. In his posse of people that started a thing called Meet and Greet Con, Mag Con, he gathered up all the biggest social media influencers, these teen social media stars Sent They t- went on a tour around the country, and they charged people to put on a show and then, like, take photos with them. And the show was basically them reenacting their, like, best of Insta jokes, things right. that made them famous. But also just kind of, like, having a DJ do, like, house music and just, like, throwing water on teen girls while they screamed. So Cameron Dallas has a – in his posse has, like, two or three people that are young, like, just – barely 18, maybe about to turn 18 from Shreveport, Louisiana that have like 800,000 followers on Instagram and Twitter and whatever the fuck else and snap and all that shit. And I'm looking at these kids and like, they're, you know, like, I want to be, a, I want to be a music and I want to, I want to write my own music and all this shit. And um, I'm, we're really putting Shreveport on the map is like what one of them said. And, uh, I think his, his name was Cunningham or something like that. I can't think of the name of this kid. Now I'm about to trash his, ass,
0: <laughs> rake his ass over the coals. I'm like putting I'll be sure Shreveport, to put his name in the like description God, so please, that people can search it. <laughs> fucking please. I'll just list off all the people that you're talking about. So this zip will get like a bunch more hits. Uh, oh yes.
1: Please. So... This fucking kid is like he's a <laughs> child and like one of them one of the kids and I call him a kid because he's like fucking 19. I mean
0: they're they're kids. They're, like they're those kids. are children. <laughs> yeah.
1: Gets to LA, gets a little bit of money from his like Insta stuff and he is from like Evansville, Indiana and this kid Goes to L.A. and rents a house and, like, four cars th- that are, like, he rents a mansion. He rents oh some, like, fucking—he's clearly a lease, you know. He's from a fucking double-wide. Right, right. His first time he's had money in his life, and he's just fucking going nuts with it. And, and
0: probably every like financial manager is jumping at the opportunity to work with this a uh, kid like this. Oh my
1: god! Yeah, give me a hundred dollars for Bitcoin this month, like yeah, please, yeah, like, anything. Yeah, and these kids are celebrities. These children that are like Twitch stars and Insta stars and whatever, like. I'm so glad that... That wasn't your journey? <laughs> that was not my journey, but also that, like, I now have a marketable skill, even if it's not, like, like great, you know? I, I'm not going to say I'm the best at whatever I do, but I will say that, like, I know how to write a sketch scene, produce an improv show, and basically entertain people all around the country... Uh, And these kids don't know how to do fucking
0: anything. Of course not. They don't even know how to, uh, like you said, they couldn't do any of those things in a live show setting. Like, there's no way. I heard a story from Dwayne Perkins that like, you know, not from him directly, but someone who told it to me. Sure. That all the people who got hired for a while now were like also YouTube and like Instagram and Twitter personalities and he was like the only actual improviser and he made them all look like jokes yeah like they had to give him notes that were like hey can you be less good because it's making everyone look really bad because they just hired people that like people would know their name Mm -hmm. and not because they had like you said actual skills (laughs) skill and like it's
1: i'm not even gonna say it's like talent i think it's like truly like a skill
0: marketable skills yeah i I definitely think that's the way to look at it.
1: And Dwayne is, I mean, so funny,
0: otherworldly man. talented. I'm
1: so glad I've gotten to work with him. He's in remarkably any talented. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and like, sky's the limit for Dwayne Perkins. I'm going to say for it for sure right here on the air. <laughs> I'm going to say that Dwayne Perkins, the sky is the fucking limit. <laughs> this man will do amazing things. I'm the first one to say it.
0: <laughs> no one else has said it. No one else has said it, but me. It's in the books. <laughs> uh, it's funny because you and he are both people who've been on my list of people to talk to this show for a long time. Really? Yeah. And I just happened to reach out to you. I'm. Of I mean, the people on the list. Yeah. Thank you.
1: <laughs> Seriously, thank you for reaching out. I'm like, uh, you know, I, I know our cr- paths have crossed several times, and in this past like few months, I've been like trying to figure out, like, what to do with myself now that i am been escaped from comedy jail. Right, right, uh, right, right. And, and you have
0: all nights of your week, back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: And I'm, like, am so glad that I got to be a part of your show because I think this Aww, is awesome. So Thank you so yeah. much. No, thank you. That's seriously. so
0: sweet. Uh, do you think there's anything that you'd be absolutely remiss to not mention where Shreveport is concerned specifically?
1: <sighs> so... A lot of people out there in the world think they know a thing about a dish called queso. (laughs) In Arkansas, it's called cheese dip. But everywhere else, it's called fucking queso because that's what it is. It's queso. It's a Mexican dish. It's just fucking cheese. And you dip tortilla chips into it, and it's amazing. And... There's regional stuff. So there's a thing, queso fundido. You can get it right here in Chicago. Uh, One of my favorite uh, Mexican joints is, you know, I'm not going to say it's the best, but it's always the most consistent and fastest delivered to my home. It's called Azteca de Oro. Oh,
0: good Mexican place. I like
1: it. I like it a lot. Uh,
0: It's hard to find, like, solid... Mexican yes. in Chicago? Yes. And that is one of like two or three that I've liked. Yes.
1: yes. I like, I'm like ashamed that I like Rick Bayless, but like, and like, I hate it because like, it's, I know it's not the real deal.
0: But it's so but good. But it's good. And it's like, so good.
1: It At the very least, he like staffs his restaurant with people that know what the fuck's going on. But sure. anyway, queso fundido from Azteca Aztecadero. de Hora. It's just a fucking cheese. You got to cut it with a. F- fucking knife to get it on your chip it's i don't what i don't like it i don't I'm, i hate it that's bullshit. i've ordered a couple times it's not like a thing where you dip it in there's another thing there's another restaurant uh that thinks they know something about cheese dip it's called taco mac and it is an atlanta chain yeah they're all over the place they serve their queso they do um soft tortillas on the bottom of the plate and then they do the hard uh uh, you know tortilla chips on top, and, they, and it's runny. It's runny white queso blanco. It's very thin. You dip a chip in. You're not. You're and not it like now that it stays
0: on there. It's just, it's, just,
1: it's a true dip. It's not like a scoop. Yeah. Okay. No.
0: That is probably uh, similar to what it would have been in South Carolina as well. Yes. I'll throw that out there. Absolutely. And, yeah. and,
1: and and there's a lot of like the Velveeta Rotel classic. Sure. Which is I would say what the majority of Arkansas does for their cheese dip. Sure. I'm really kind of taking it. Shit on Arkansas right now, not meaning to. Um, In Shreveport, there is a restaurant called Superior Grill. There are several locations. There are two in Baton Rouge, one in New Orleans, one in Birmingham. There's one in Shreveport, okay? And in Shreveport, Superior Grill is the Mexican restaurant to go to in Shreveport. Everyone's going to tell you this. you got to go to Superior, okay? It's very expensive. They put Everclear in their margaritas. If you just get the house margaritas, fucking Everclear, okay? You drink three of those, you will black out. Trust me, I've done it. Absolutely. Uh, I think I had four. I don't know because one of them was bought for me. So at Superior Bar and Grill, which used to be the Cadillac Grill, which is part of the Landry's family restaurants, uh, it was bought by the Barbarees. The Barbarees turned into Superior Grill they turned it into what it is today they expanded it they double tripled the size of this restaurant it's Superior Grill they have a cheese dip and they have multiple versions now which I think is fucking bullshit they should have stayed what they are They now that you can get the runny one you can get the runny white stuff if you want it you can get meat put in it if you want it you get fucking tomatoes put on top whatever your fucking flavor is they'll do it for you but the way <laughs> they do it the original Superior Queso is right in between. My mouth is watering talking about this shit. Okay. (laughs) God. They have such thin chips. Let me just say very quick. I love a beautifully thin chip. Thin chip. chip. In Chicago, it's very thick here. Yes. And in, 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 in Superior... You can, like in Chicago, if, if they fry them incorrectly, you'll get a stack of two or three. Yeah. And it's a very thick chip. You can barely bite through it. It's superior. Guess what? You get a stack of 16. It's that kind of thin. <laughs> it's amazing. Okay. Their queso dip is right in between this Azteca de Oro brick of cheese right. that's like been flambéed or some <laughs> shit. It's in between that and the runny... Cummy cheese You get from Taco (laughs) Mac What you do Is you can dip it And you will get Some greasy residue If you pull it right out But you're not Going to get it Stuck to the fucking chip You got to get in there And you can scoop. scoop A chunk Of cheese out And it is When you bite into it It's not like a you got to chew the cheese. It's not like that. It melts in your <laughs> mouth. And you can just you can mash it with the roof of your mouth and your fucking tongue. And you can chew it if you want to. I'm not going to tell you how to eat it. But it is the best cheese dip in this fucking country and it's Tex-Mex style. And I know it's not true Mexican food, but I believe that if you had this cheese dip, Their sauce is fucking incredible, too. They bottle it, and and they fucking put it in jars and shit, and it will change your life. But the cheese dip at Superior Grill is worth the drive from Dallas. It's worth the drive from New Orleans, because they don't serve this one at their New Orleans
0: location. They don't serve it at their
1: Baton Rouge location or their Birmingham. No, no, no.
0: No one has the original.
1: No. It's worth the drive from Little Rock. It's worth the drive from Meridian, Mississippi. I think... That's that's after that it's a little that's, too far.
0: That's about the radius I'm that not, you can know. Six <laughs>
1: hours is a long ride in a car for one piece of fucking b- a bowl of cheese. That's I'm not suggesting that <laughs> you do that. No. Uh I'm just stating that, you know, it is worth it. Also, big shout out to uh, the cortisone that I'm on right now. That's why I'm fucking lit. I'm on these steroids because I got some water some fluid in my ear. Superior Grill. I mean, that's what it is. Everyone's going to, everyone for sure. going to tell you. Got to, got to. Oh, and the the cub, st- the steak from the cub. It's the worst shithole dive bar in America, but the five star best steak in the whole state. Um, and you can smoke indoors, and they have like gross. Oh, of course, they poker. still have
0: like shitty bars you can smoke in.
1: They don't have a uh, they don't have a jigger to like measure the. They just fucking pour liquor into your cup. Jesus. That's a plaster, or excuse me, styrofoam. Like, it's a styrofoam cup. Jeez. It's trashy as fuck. They have, you know, Sonic, they have the drive through lanes. Yeah. They have that out back of this old bar because back in the fucking 70s, people would pull it behind and someone would come to your window and you say, I would like a shot and a beer and they'd give you fucking liquor. And then, then you drive away. Yeah. Woo. The Cub,
0: Superior Grill, Shreveport, Louisiana. Love it. How do you feel like your love of Shreveport... And your, uh, existence there before high school Mm -hmm. influenced you creatively and, uh, your life kind of as a a bow tying, um, thought process here.
1: Sure. Um, I think that, uh, Shreveport is, it was an all American city most recently voted in 1999, but it was voted three more times than that. (laughs) Shreveport has always been a city that has—it was it was once great, um, but it was never the best. Mm. Even in the state, even in the region, you know, the Arklatex, Uh maybe it's the best in the fucking Arklatex, but, like, you know, who the fuck cares? Right. Um, I think that Shreveport and the people there uh, are real— and also um somehow unique in this like in a gumbo style state this is a gumbo style region because it's like not quite louisiana not quite texas not quite arkansas yeah and uh and it made me appreciate different perspectives of people around me and uh the people that i met because it's it's doctors. It's working class. It's fucking sleaze bags at the casinos. Yeah. It's armed forces at the air force base. Um, and uh, and uh, my own upbringing. You know, we started off. My dad. You know, we. I grew up in this little house, the corner of uh, Galen Drive, right by Red. Excuse me, right by River Road, um, which was. Uh, pretty close pretty close to the river and by Hamels, um, which is now a church. It was, <laughs> it was our amusement park that's now a fucking church. <laughs> Just like our old mall, which is now a church. Wow. Uh, I'm sure the Mall St. Vincent, which has saint in its name, will probably eventually become a church. But um, it, it, there was always like a, a drive instilled in me by my parents and my dad that um, – you know you if you work hard you can uh make things better and also uh you know you can achieve amazing things and we you know we moved into a bigger house into a better part of town and um it, and shreveport was was like an amazing launching pad for me because it's like You know, we had a movie theater, we had, we had everything there. It was, I, I, it's, it's an easy place to get sucked into forever. And I know some people that decided to stay and I, most people I know decided to get out and, uh, I don't, I can't imagine going to a city smaller than Shreveport and it gave me an appreciation from where I've come from, which is that basically like small city, but it's still, I'm still a city boy, um, and it made me it made me really appreciate uh, the people around me and um, and made me grateful for the opportunities that I've been given and it makes me want to make the most out of all of them because I know on the privileged scale I'm already at the top but I also have lived a very privileged life so I would like to um, make the best use of that uh, and by learning from the people that have come before me on how to make things really,
0: truly great. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. I think from my perspective, that's the best thing that you can take away from it. I really, really love that. uh, It's a gumbo city in a, in a gumbo state. Yeah. I really love that.
1: It's the airport. They took it down, which is fucking stupid. But that when you'd get off the plane at Shreveport regional airport of the 12, gates they have at yeah, the airport that sure. only four are used. You'd get off the plane, you'd walk down and you'd see where Cajun meets the cowboy.
0: I love that. That's right. Oh, thank you so much for giving me so much of your time. Of course. This has been a great conversation. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much, Charles. I love you. And I mean that.
1: <laughs> I love you too. And I really appreciate you. And this has been such a joy. Um, and, uh, you know if you're ever in Shreveport and you need a
0: recommendation oh, I, I gotta go to Superior Grill <laughs> yes <laughs> I got my rec <laughs> yes I'm getting at least one margarita <laughs> yes 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 <laughs> awesome and I'm feeling-
1: This has been a Nerdalogs production. If you'd like to help make more things like this, please visit patreon.com slash to donate today. And go to www.nerdlogs.com for more cool stuff. Thanks for being awesome. Thank you all.
0: Thank you all. I am grabbot23548x.